0: it's the tx water polo podcast i'm james smith i am in austin texas joe linehan is in san antonio and it is it's nothing but preps really this you don't even probably like when i call it preps but i used to call it preps for total water polo it's uh it is preps week and it will be for the next couple weeks how are you joe i'm I'm good that's high school water polo for all of you that don't speak james (laughs) no preps. Well, so perhaps is a journalistic thing which is that it's five letters instead of typing out high school you know so it makes things easier for when you're doing mastheads and titles of articles and stuff like that so there you go that's the reason why
1: yes we had a ton of um, we had all the high school region championships con- uh, concluded this past weekend so it was Ton of water pool kind of going on around
0: the state that's great well, what a whirlwind right because we talked last week about how the um so the north and the west had their qualifying tournaments over the weekend i mean friday saturday really and uh and then the south and the east had already basically well not already selected it, but they were at least on the process of uh of finding out their top four teams and so now we know all of them do we want to go over who's uh been lucky to, enough to be invited? So, so, so let's go over the champions real quick. So yeah. in, in, in the South and
1: uh, in the South region, which again, the South and East regions, they kind of played it out a, a little bit like what it's going to be for, for the UIL in fall 22. They kind of spread out the games
0: oh, yeah.
1: and on uh, the boys side for the South was um, the Dawson boys. So mm-hmm. congratulations. Yeah. To them. Well
0: done. Yep.
1: And, and then on the girls side, it was
0: foster. Yeah, that was a, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised, but I kind of was. So, yeah, good for them.
1: Yeah, and then the East region, again, they spread out their games. On the girls' side, it was it was, it was St. Agnes. Yep, i have been highly ranked all year. And then on the boys' side, it was a Memorial.
0: So. Okay,
1: beautiful. And then for the North region, um, the boys, I don't think it's, it's, yeah, it's very surprising, but it was the St. Mark's uh, team that uh, won the state that won the region championship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the girls, it was Flower Mound.
0: St. Mark's and Flower Mound. All right. West, you were there. I was not. Yes, you were scared to drive. I was. Kinda kind
1: of kinda during the rain. I was um so we um for the girls it was Cedar Ridge. Yep. And for the boys it was Round Rock.
0: Yep. The boys. Yeah.
1: So congratulations to all the region champions. Yeah, They're that's all gonna a big get deal. to go play in the state tournaments, which we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into the girls state championship here. In a couple minutes, and we'll do a deeper, a deep, deep dive on the boys next week.
0: Yeah, we're not going to talk so much about boys today, but uh, cause since it, that's actually one of the benefits, is that normally we would have to eat, it would be, it probably wouldn't be this weekend, it would be the following weekend. We'd have to talk about all of them, and then we'd have to, you know, because the tournament was normally huge before COVID, which is really cool, but now it's spread out over two weekends, which actually has its advantages. So, yeah, very good. And we're, we're going to be there, obviously, for all of this stuff. So, yeah, and so,
1: I mean, but the region champs, again, the games were a little bit more spread out for the south and east region, but I think the west region and north region, COVID to be damned, they just decided to put all their games in, like, a couple days. So <laughs> yeah. Worked out well, as far as we know, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think the north, um, like, it was just, there were, like, um, I believe the St. Mark's team beat the Flower Mound team after I think both teams played three or four games that yeah, in that one day. Right. Um, that was on the boys' side. On the girls' side, it was Flower Mound that beat Geyer. Um, down in the West region. I think this is the first time that they had 28 games in one day yeah, at that's a West amazing. region tournament. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was good. And thank you to, to Norm Collins and, uh, and a coach, Allie Hill, who, um, who like, you know, Allie was the uh, West region chair and Norm was the host this past weekend. So ton, a ton of water polo being played. It, it yeah. was, it, it was great. So, um, and yeah, it's just, you know, and now we get to all kind of, kind of hear about who got selected for all region and who didn't get selected
0: for all region. Boy, do we ever, man, <laughs> that's, it is, a, it is maybe the most, uh, favorite controversial, uh, conversation to have after these tournaments are over is how these things are selected. And we're not going to go into, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I got my issues with, and with what the West region did. I, I'm all, that's all I'm going to say, but, uh, you can't win. Like there's no there there's no perfect way. In fact, there's not even a close to perfect way. There are just alternate, not so great ways of deciding who these teams are. But uh,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: I mean, it's. I mean, I think all four regions do. The coaches
1: vote. Yes. Um. There. Yeah. There is no slotting system. Um. And it's 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 not perfect because you know you kind of rely on the coaches to get their votes in, and and not everybody does, and and maybe not everybody sees all like all the different players so you know it's a snapshot and i've every year since i've been back in texas there's been issues kind of left or right about the all region teams and people get upset a little bit yeah about, about the all region and, and then all state teams but you know there is there is no perfect solution and there's been some tweaking and you know and yeah and such but uh you know just congratulations to all the athletes from that's all right. four regions that did make their all region teams. that's right and for those that didn't use that as motivation in the upcoming state champion. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, uh, was it and kind, of, and kind of good luck to all the teams that are that are playing here over the next couple of weeks? weeks? Totally. So. I know.
0: I know you're shocked that I'm complaining about something like this, but that is absolutely true is not to overshadow these selections and these uh, young men and women who were selected. I mean, it's really a, it, it's you're being selected by a group of coaches who have uh, observed you over a period of time and think that you're good enough to be listed. So well done. Congratulations to all y'all. Do you have an opinion, Joe? I'm gonna put you on the spot. If you had to choose and set aside all tradition in Texas and so on, would you do something more like slotting it, or would you maintain the coach's vote? Do you have an opinion? I do. I think the coaches' vote works fine for right now. Okay, I do know that when I was in California, the way it was done was slotted. So you'd have you the coaches would meet literally, no, I'd probably do it Zoom at this point because I'm old, so it's been over ten years. But you would, uh, but then the it would be allocated by. Standings. So the champion of the region or whatever would choose the MVP in two first teamers and then down the line, et cetera, et cetera. My team was pretty bad. So we, we got honorable mention stuff. It's, it's again, imperfect. And you're sitting in there with a bunch of coaches and you're arguing because, you know, how does this guy get that? And so it, it again, is un, imperfect. But... Then you avoid. Then people know well in advance, essentially, who is going to be placed where. I would say so. Yeah, that's, that's one it, advantage.
1: That's just that's just very difficult because then it puts a lot of the pressure on the coach and the parent of a kid that doesn't make it. Well, did you yep. not push my kid enough right. and stuff like that? So the slotting system is not perfect. Not either. at all. So, but um, but yeah. So let's just keep the focus back on in. Congratulations to yeah, all the kids that did make it. Congratulations to all the teams that are playing at the upcoming state tournament. And we got the girls' state championship this upcoming weekend. I can't, May believe, it. 8th can't believe it. In North Texas. Yes, it's May already. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. A ton of fun. So the teams that are playing from the East region are St. Agnes Memorial, Jersey Village, and Side Creek. Then the teams that are playing from the south region are Foster, Brazoswood, Clear Creek, and Lamar. And then the teams that are playing from the west region are Cedar Ridge, Round Rock, Lhasa, and Alamo Heights. Lhasa, yep. the, yeah. Then, then the teams that are playing from the north region are Flower Mound, Geyer, Carroll, and Marcus. So those are the 16 girls teams that are playing this upcoming weekend. And is being hosted by Flower Mound High School at the Louisville Westside Aquatic Center. Yeah, and I'll be up there Thursday. You too? I'll be up there
0: Thursday, and we are going to be attempting streaming. That's the, hopefully you heard the key word in what Joe just said, which is attempting. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a first time for us. And, uh, and I can guarantee you one thing, it's going to be subpar. So there you go. I'm just saying it's a typical TX water polo product, you know, so you, you get, get used to us sort of fumbling around trying to figure stuff out as we do it. But the, obviously the, it's better than the alternative and we're very, I'm excited about it. I, I. I I'm just so happy that we're able to push this this out to people who may not be able to attend, and obviously to people outside the state of Texas and so on. So, I'm super stoked about that.
1: Yeah, and and uh, lots of good games. I mean, you got Guyer playing Jersey Village in the first round, which Amazing. is going to be a great game. Yeah, you have Carroll versus uh, kind of Memorial. They have a ton of club kids on on like kind of both of them. Yep, Cedar Ridge versus Lamar. You know, and 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 I think Cedar Ridge has a very good team, but Lamar, as the four seed from the like the like the South Region, is is going to give them a, a run for their money. Sure, yeah. You know, and then you got Flower Mound versus Side uh, Creek. There you go, yeah. and then uh, another good one is going to be is going to be the St. Agnes team. First, uh, Marcus, those are two strong teams that are going to be going kind of, kind of at each other. Yeah. So there's, I mean, like normally you don't get a whole lot of great first round games. I think this year we have a whole lot of great first round
0: games. No, that's exactly right. Those are, that's impressive actually. That That's actually, I'm, I was following along as you were talking about these games and looking at them and saying like, oh, that's right. That's going to be a good matchup. All right, well. Makes uh, getting up early uh, and watching and streaming it well worth it. Alamo Heights Foster begins the get day at 8:30 with Guyer in Jersey Village at the same time. So there you go. We have to do like a Rochambeau or a coin flip to see who gets which game.
1: Yeah, and then we are going to be doing the streaming at the same time for the games that are going on at the same time. Yep. And then we're going, and it's not, gonna, and it's just gonna be very simple commentary, um, like you know, uh, number six white scores. You know, um, it's not going to be this kind of oh. too, like fancy commentary, but yeah, for well. whenever there are the single games, the oh, yeah. single games, yeah, um, like, the, like the quarterfinal games and then the semifinals and then the placing games, uh, we are going to uh, have some commentary between myself, you and Janai Kerr. And oh, oh yeah, by the way, Olympian uh, Janai Kerr is going to be there all weekend, too. So guess who the best of the
0: three will be? Jani not Kirk. me no jenai he that guy knows so much and he's entertaining and he's funny and he's talented and all that stuff so yeah you just listen to jenai do you have like a catchphrase that you're coming up with you know like if somebody scores and go bingo or something like that absolutely like absolutely not absolutely but i think no.
1: jenai is going to be raring to go um he's coming out um and we'll get into his camps a, a, a little bit later but i mean he's doing some camps like but like He's gonna be doing. He's gonna be here for the girls' day championship. He's gonna be here for the boys' day championship, and he's gonna be doing some camps, uh, like kind of, kind of all between. And if you wanna if you're, if you are interested in signing up for the camps, go to five-meter
0: dot com slash Texas. Uh, so there's, so there's a little plug for the Nye Kerr camps. You've so. been. When's the last time you went to one of his clinics or camps? Do you, Me? Do you even remember? Yeah.
1: Pro- probably the last time that he was in town, which was a couple years ago. In San
0: Antonio, I think.
1: Right. I don't know, but it's, yeah, but it's been a while. And, and, and I think Jani is going to be raring to go because I don't think he's been, he has done anything for for a while. So, and Jani is one of those great people that are, that are within our sport. He's, he's be out there and he's going to take plenty of pictures and talk to people. And I am just, we are, we are
0: very thankful that he's
1: becoming this weekend to be an ambassador
0: for the sport. He, He is awesome. Like, cause I remember him at welcome to Texas shootout and he was in a little tiny pool because he was playing with little kids and he has infinite patience and he's also just really good with kids and showing them stuff that, you know, he's teaching them stuff without them knowing that he's teaching them stuff. He's, he's really good. So exactly. that's just for the little kids, for the, for the bigger kids, my goodness, you know, you're looking for somebody who played in the Olympics that can help you with you, but hopefully getting into college or whatever, like you should uh, definitely take advantage of that. Okay. Enough pitching for Janai. All right. Well, we got player of the week. Don't player we? of the week, player of the week. Here we go. So, um, We're going to go kind of quickly because we're uh, actually neither one of us have a whole lot of time. So newcomer of the week is Jane Biddle from Anderson High School. She's an 11th grader. Um, She had a very solid uh, weekend as part of the Austin Consolidated team. Um, she's a, a, a brand-new goalkeeper, but also was uh, very successful during the season. And so she's the newcomer of the week. Uh, or sorry, yes the newcomer of the week the um, Scrolling left Addison McGowan of flower mound is our female player of the week She had 30 total points in one game and she leads the whole entire region in scoring on the as they say the number one ranked team in Texas, which is uh, tied for number one, right? so the number one girls team and then Boys, player of the week, Mason Welch. I know that guy. Um, from, from Memorial. From Memorial. He dominated, as a, according to this, uh, offensively and defensively during regionals. He's the team captain. He's been supportive. And uh, he's been super important to the head coach in particular for the entire season. Congratulations to all three of them. So that's uh, Jane Biddle, Addison McGowan, and Mason Welch. Well done.
1: And, and a quick little shout-out to um... –
0: yeah, you yeah, had Jason Moss to, to get well soon. Um, and a good little shout out to Shelby Slay, who has stepped in and been coaching for him all season. So fantastic. Yes. Uh, very good. Um, now rankings. I, I, abrupt change of subject, I suppose. Um, it's not going to be too much of a surprise. Here we go. Uh, boys, St. Mark's, followed by Dawson, followed by Flower Mound, Memorial and Marcus. That sounds right about right at this point. That's I, I I don't know why. Like I like when it conforms to what I think those teams should be. So there you go. Um, also receiving some votes were Carol Brazoswood, Strake, and Geyer. So there the, there you go. Uh, the girls' ratings. Flower Mound comes out on top now. Twenty. Well, the points doesn't matter because it fluctuates. But Flower Mound, St. Agnes, Foster, Geyer, and Memorial barely over uh, Carol. So Carol Marcus. And Brazoswood also got votes, so well done to them. In fact, that's the obviously that's the season-ending ranking, and we can do it again after the uh, after state championships, and that would be useful. But this is the regular season, I suppose, ending of uh, of our rankings yeah congrats to the players of the weekend thank you to all the coaches that have been voting throughout these light throughout the season so oh, thank you very much exactly like uh, next year we'll, we we need even more um and that'll be great but uh it's been it's been excellent we've been able to get a bunch of votes this year so well done okay uh anything more about Janaya, or are we going to move on we're going to go on and we have an interview coming up Allie hill she's next <laughs> Right about
1: now, you might be expecting some song and dance about a product you don't need. Well, shush, we don't advertise here, and we want to keep it that way, so we sure would appreciate your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate so we can keep covering the sport we love in the great state of Texas. Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo
2: news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast.
1: Uh, Today we are interviewing Allie Hill of Lhasa, also the West Region Chair. She's also on the Southwest Zone uh, Events Committee. She also played a long time ago at Baytown Sterling High School and played at Maryland. She's worn a ton of hats. Allie, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great, Joe. What about the playing a long time ago? I don't know if it's that long ago, but sure.
1: A little bit. um, I've known Allie since uh, I coached her a little bit in high school. I'm going to give all the credit for Allie to Scott Slay. So, um, But uh, was it... um, um, but, uh, so we've, we've known each other for a long, long time. So I'm sure we'll be joking around a little bit during this, yeah. During the interview, but all, um, the, credit hey,
2: and all the blame to Scott Slay, <laughs> I did
1: not say blame. There is nothing. You are the perfect coach, the perfect player at, yeah, yeah just at the time. So, but, um, Thanks, have, so have you recovered from your long day on Saturday at the West region champs?
2: Uh, a little bit. Um, I don't know if you can hear my voice, but it's still a little bit sore and a little congested still. I've been having to warn all of my kids during the day. I don't have COVID guys. It's okay. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so I'm like, okay, I, you know, four more days I can make it and then we'll, then we'll be good. So I'm hoping that the boys can hold up for a few more days.
1: So, I mean, so like, so as the West region chair, so how'd the tournament go?
2: I thought, um, you know, after every tournament, I think everybody is a little bit like, oh, we can improve this, we can improve that. So definitely a few things that can be improved. Um, but overall, I thought it went really well. So definitely like to thank Norm Collins, who's the Alamo Heights head coach. He was our host and they just got a new facility and it was awesome. We could run two courses. I thought the referees overall did a really great job. Um, Jessie Montoya is our signer. I think she did a really good job of signing and Easton uh, was our head ref, and even as a young ref, I think he just did a great job kind of coming over, talking to coaches, clarifying things. Um, All the coaches seemed like they were really excited to be there, and we had coaches from all the way from Waco, North Austin, uh, Central Austin, all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley. So um, next year, based on our numbers this year, we definitely have to split it into two days, which is a good thing.
1: Probably two days or, or maybe even two weekends because we did, what, 28 total games on Saturday?
2: Yeah, minus a couple um, unfortunate forfeits due to weather or um, prom, you know, the, the spring events. But, yes, I think we had 28 <laughs> game slots. <laughs> yes,
1: that was a sigh on purpose. Yes. yes. Weather and prom. Now, uh, the, uh, the sigh was for the prom people, not the weather people. Yes, it, yeah. yeah, it was raining a bit it was uh, storming a bit outside. Yeah. On on like Saturday. Um, But I think the kids had a great time. It it was a lot of good water polo. The kids have gotten a lot better. Um, I hope it was one of the better. uh, I mean, I haven't, I've never seen a West region champ. So, so you tell me, was that one, was that one of the better ones?
2: Um, I'm trying to think, I don't know how many I've seen at this point, What two, maybe one I've run one. Yeah. (laughs) The time is irrelevant right now. Um, But no, I mean, I think this, I think geographically we had representation from more teams in the West region at this tournament than any other West region tournament or regionals prior. So that to me is a huge win.
1: Yeah. And also this past weekend was the North side kind of championships, which is in San Antonio as well. And next year, they're going to be playing with the West region. So that's another 12 to 14 teams right there. So this mm-hmm. is going to, I mean, it's going to be much, much bigger. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah so kind of, definitely have two a, days <laughs>
1: you know, we might have to have a girls weekend a boys weekend so we will see but um but no i mean congrats for the like for all the hard work and all and all the great communication kind of throughout the season um i just gotta ask you one more thing about the about about the region champs how was that all region voting
2: oh joe i mean <laughs> first off congratulations to everybody who made the teams you know i that's Amazing. Like, congrats to the kids. Well-deserved. At the end of the day, nobody's going to be happy with the voting and how everything went. I always think something can go better. Um, But, yeah, I mean, not everybody can win. And I think that, overall, the teams are composed of the the better players in the region. So I'm happy with that.
1: So because Allie is the West Region chair, people are going to call and vent to her about the various – their various issues with the region teams, so um, that's I think what Allie's been doing over the last couple of days. Of course, then Allie calls me and vents to me about people venting to her. So there you
2: go, Joe. You, I mean, you can you have to be nice on the phone, and then and then I can call you, and then I can ask you your advice. So that's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, Allie has never been afraid to be a little salty towards me. So there you go. <laughs>
2: Just a little but, salty.
1: All right. So now um how did Lassa do? So your boys and girls this past weekend.
2: Um, so my girls qualified for state. We got third place. They were super excited. Um, my boys unfortunately didn't qualify, but the good news with them is we only had two seniors. Um, we returned our junior class, which is our really big class, and I I kind of told them after the game, you know, we still have two weeks of practice. We're going to practice as if we did qualify. So they're still coming to practice tonight and um, they went out on a win. So they won their last game. So that was,
1: that was good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. A big congrats. Yeah. To your girls. Um, I mean, obviously this season, this year has had its fair share of challenges. So what is, what have been some challenges kind of, kind of for your program and the West region kind of overall?
2: I think uh, like a unique challenge with the West region that isn't so much in like the, the Houston, the two regions in Houston and Dallas is, you know, we're a little bit less established um, for us every year. It feels not, I don't want to say thrown together, but it's a little bit more um, go with the flow kind of, oh, you're new. You have six players you want to join. Awesome. Come on and play versus in Houston. It's, you know, they have their district playoff set. They have their schedule set. Everything's set from the beginning. Dallas was like that, what, like eight-ish years ago now, more than that? that, They were
1: kind of like the West region about 10 years ago, sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So, you know, we're just kind of getting to that place to where our goal is to get as many teams playing as possible in whatever way we can. So with us, it definitely felt a little bit more kind of rushed and thrown together and like, hey, can you host games? Awesome. Let's get you down on the calendar. And, you know, we made it happen. So thanks again to all the people who could host, who was kind of on the brink of, should we have a team? We shouldn't have a team. And then they got it together and had a team. Like we were able to have a full season and I would call it a really successful season. So I was pretty happy with it.
1: Yeah. And it was kind of fun. There were a few upsets this past weekend too. So that's a lot of upsets. upsets. So, (laughs) yeah. um, But that's also just kind of par for the course this year because, you know, there's going to be the Houston teams have not played the North Texas teams. The, you know, the teams in the Rio Grande Valley had not seen the Austin team. So it's kind of hard to seed. It's kind of hard to to, get a forecast. But now here, are your girls excited about playing at state this weekend?
2: Oh, they're so excited. Like after we won our first game, we went outside and I was, you know, trying to pinpoint like the game things like, okay, we got a win. It wasn't a pretty win. And you could do this better and you could do that better. And kind of instead of going into the full, like, I don't want to say like beat down because it's never a beat down, but post game talk. Um, the first thing I said was, all right, everybody take a breath. We're going to state and they all kind of cheered and we're like, yeah. So um, once you get to state, it's a totally different thing. They're all nervous and oh, my gosh, these teams. And but right whenever we qualified, they were just excited.
1: All right. So what are your expectations for this upcoming uh, Friday, Saturday?
2: So the first year we qualified for state would have been two years ago. In um, our expectation, that was our first year ever, like in the history of loss of water polo they had qualified, um, the girls' side. The boys have a really solid history of qualifying. The boys' goal two years ago was to um, beat one team and kind of cause an upset, with which they did. The girls' goal two, <laughs> two years ago, sounds so funny, was to score one single goal at the state game. Um, which they did and it was off a of penalty and whenever the girl scored it, the whole, I think the score at that point was something like 15 to zero, you know, not impressive, but when she scored it, the whole bench stood up like, yeah, oh my gosh. And it was exciting. So I think this year, our goal is to, um, obviously just beyond scoring one goal. I think it's definitely to surprise a few teams, like challenge them, play hard enough defense and just kind of go out, not scared. We've been talking about that all season. So.
1: Yeah. And you're playing Brazoswood in your first game. Be would
2: B would
1: from late Jackson. So a shout out to coach. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, Robert Brown down there. He he does a great job with his program, but um, yeah, that should be a fun little game. That's at 1 PM. So are your kids are, are your kids traveling up on Friday morning or Thursday night?
2: Friday morning. Yeah. So I have a lot of very academically minded kids that don't want to miss school. So they're going to definitely go to school Thursday and, Probably in the car on Friday, be zooming into their classes. So
1: that's that's why it's Lasa, right? That's what makes Lasa different (laughs) from the other Austin ISD schools. But um, so what are the other strong girls teams? Yeah, like this year at state tournament.
2: Um, Well, I'll just start. I mean, I'll start with our region. I know um, Cedar Ridge got for the girls team got first in our region, and overall they're pretty good. Um, They could definitely upset somebody. And then other teams I know, um, St. Agnes is always strong. I believe Memorial did pretty well this year. Coming from the south, um, I know Foster's pretty good. Brazoswood as well. Um, of course, of already course texted.
1: you bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, like, you better say that.
2: <laughs> yeah, so. I already texted a couple people in the south saying, "What's the deal with Brazoswood?" You know, <laughs> um, trying to get the trying to get the scoop. So, and then you know the north. I think uh, I forget forget to look at their placements but you know we always have flower mound that's solid Geyer, um
1: and carol and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so good and you can't forget about round rock girls either
2: correct yeah cedar ridge round rock girls are both very solid teams from our region
1: yeah well good luck uh definitely this upcoming weekend i am sure i'll see you on the pool deck now just here you're you're part of the tiska water polo board as well because you are Mm -hmm. the west region chair what are your thoughts or kind of what are the board's thoughts on this whole split girls weekend boys
2: weekend? I kind of so, like it. So, I was going to say so I actually we had I forget we have a a text that goes crazy at this time because schedule and rosters and can you contact this coach and um I think a, a few days ago we they were talking about Place for state in 2022, since it's going to be our last TISCA season, and all these ideas because we want to make it, you know, a really nice last season. Um, and I said in the text, "Call me crazy," but I really like splitting of two weekends. And I think that they all said the same thing back. I think everybody really likes it because, again, what happens is a lot of these coaches are they come off of their swim season. It's you know six months to two years long. That's really what it feels like. And then they coach their head coaches of boys and girls. So in any given weekend, they can coach like six games, boys and girls back to back at state. If you're lucky enough, have both your boys and girls team qualify. And we've even had coaches in the past who will coach a girls championship game, get thrown in the pool and then go coach a boys championship game right after. So in that respect, it's pretty nice to be able to focus on one team per weekend and have a little bit more rest. And um, so we'll see, but I, I like the idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun last season. That, yeah. In the spring of 22. Now here we're, we're going to finish up with, um, what is your favorite coach Joe story? <laughs> so again, yes. Yeah. I coached Allie whenever she was a high school kid. And she was a hard worker and one of the hardest workers and was a great player. So what was one of your favorite stories that 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 you tell people here or there?
2: Oh, Joe, I have so many. This this could be like the two-hour long part of the interview, but I'll Pick I'll
1: your it. favorite. Pick your favorite.
2: Okay. Um, I'm going to go with we were at Women's Nationals, although I think you think it was J.O.'s, but I clearly remember.
1: It was J.O.'s.
2: Yeah, I clearly remember this was one of the nationals or, you know, we would go out there for a few weeks at a time and play a hundred games, but um, we had a really tough game played really well. We, we came out of that game um, losing and there was definitely some questionable calls. I'll, you know, 100% admit that. And at the end of the game, as we're shaking hands, Joe Linehan walks up to the referee and a, and a huff <laughs> face red and goes, thank you, Mr. Referee, for ruining our trip to California, and yes, walks off. <laughs>
1: I did do that. Not one of my finer moments. Uh, <laughs> I am probably calmed down in my older age now. I'm a little bit more gray now, but yes I, yes, I did do that. But you know what? They did not call that penalty shot Yeah, when Bobby had that inside water in the fourth no. quarter. I remember the call that he did not call, so there you go.
2: Yeah, it w- it was very questionable, but that I think that will forever be one of my favorite <laughs> memories. And and you did it very, you did it as politely, um, <laughs> I don't, you did it as politely as you could. Shook his hand and said thank you and walked off in a stomp.
1: <laughs> yes, and and yeah, and during a different kind of uh, podcast, we will go over all the other stories. So,
0: Allie, thank mm-hmm. you so much, and good luck this weekend.
2: Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me.
0: That was Allie Hill, head coach of the Lhasa girls team, actually boys team too, and uh, West Region chair. Uh, Joe had a conversation with her. Actually, it's a weird time bend because right now we have not yet recorded that, but it's coming up later. So anyway, that's uh, Joe spoke with her about not only West Regionals, but her team heading off to states and all kinds of stuff. So thank you to her for her time. But that's it. Anything else before we move Next on? Next week, again,
1: we will take a deep dive about the boys' upcoming state championship. And we'll also talk
0: about the upcoming women's NCAA championship as well. How many Texans are playing in the NCAA championship finals? Five. Five, as far as we can see. I think there were. I don't know if there's any more, but that five for certain. So two from Marist, two from um, uh, Fresno State, and one from Cal Lutheran. So we'll get into that a little bit more next week. Most, most definitely will. So I'm excited about that too because it's it's. Um, I mean, obviously we love collegiate water polo, but when we've got states going on in 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 our state, that's more much more close by. It, sometimes it gets a little bit lost in the weeds, so we need to we need definitely need to check in on that because that's a big deal. How many Texans are playing in there? So that's it. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, James thanks to all of you for listening, telling a friend about the TX water polo podcast, support us if you'd like. Um, And again, it's your contributions help us when we go travel to do stuff, stuff like stream states. So you can go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. And uh, we really appreciate all of that you've done for us so far and will whatever you in the future. So until next week, so long from Austin. This has been a production of TWP Sports LLC.